What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. We are so glad that you guys have decided to tune in with us for this next 30 minutes to spend some time studying the Word of God and to spend some time in fellowship with us. We greatly appreciate that. Sitting next to me is my main man, Trenton. What's going on? How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett right here on whatever platform you're checking this out on. We do appreciate those of you out there for the encouraging words that we've gotten. Some of you, it's been over the phone. Some of you, it's been through Messenger. Some of you, it's in person or on Zoom or different places, and we appreciate it every time we're encouraged. Thank you guys so much for that. We pray that you are actually sharing this with your friends, especially if it is touching you. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're checking this out at, whether it be on a podcast platform or whether it be on Rumble, YouTube, wherever you're at, hit that subscribe button and share button to get this help us get the word out and you can always hit us up at wait.letstalk at gmail.com we would love to hear from you with what questions you have that you'd like us to talk on the air every now and then we have special guests with us but it's always fun to talk about the topics you guys want to talk about so make sure you're hitting us up or you can click the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode and you can leave us a voice message right there and we can put it on the air should you choose to do that. And for all you guys out there that like to sit around and scroll on Facebook, we encourage you to scroll on over to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett because that's where you're going to get all the latest info about the show and a lot of times about the church and conferences and different things that we have going on. You can find it all right there at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. And while you're at it, head on over to Zap It, uh, X-A-P-I-T. I almost forgot how to spell it again. <laughs> I did that last week, guys. X-A-P-I-T. And you can set you up a profile and look for Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. Awesome. And we are still getting comments. We had a discussion. Actually, we recorded earlier today as of this recording, the next episode of Unified, which will go up in May. And we just had a discussion that Armor of God Conference still is touching people's lives. So if you were at that one, here's what I'm going to tell you. If you enjoyed that, you don't want to miss Freedom Conference. It's coming up June 17th and 18th. And we'll get more promotion on that out there. The closer we get, June 17th, that's a Friday night at 7 o'clock, we will have Miss Tasha Hart with us at the church. We are going to try to hold this at our facility. If the crowd looks like it's going to be too great, we will try to come up with other arrangements. But right now, we're going to try to have it in our little storefront facility. And then on Saturday morning at 10 a.m., which is June 18th, We're going to have Pastor Aaron Boyd, which was at our Good Friday service here this past week, and it was awesome to see him and some of his church out. Thank you, Aaron, if you've ever checked this out for the surprise. We enjoyed seeing you guys, hanging out with you guys, and spending a special day that the church should consider a special special day. It's kind of like our pregame show before the Super Bowl in the church, because you got Good Friday where he dies, and it is sad, but then it leads to Sunday where he resurrects, and we have an opportunity at life. And, you know, also, I know this is a little ways down the road, but I've been really excited about it because we're getting some confirmations and everything. Cross Connection will be again this year in October, so you guys make sure you put that down on your calendar as well because it's going to be 
an awesome time. If you was at Cross Connection last year, you know that we had an awesome time, especially there on, not not to take anything away from the other nights, but Saturday night was a, a powerful night because when a lot of people left, the Holy Spirit showed up and then he showed up again. So so we just had an awesome time at Cross Connection. A lot of amazing things happened. So if you happen to miss Cross Connection last year, you're going to get a chance again this year, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. That's a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. So we have lots of things on the calendar coming up. Uh, two big, two, you know, two more conferences coming up this year, Freedom Conference and Cross Connection. So we just encourage you guys, if you can come out, come out and see us because we're going to have an awesome time. And also, I guess there's something else we can mention. Here we go. We're going to talk about the church. If you want more information as it comes up, nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. You can get all our information there. But also coming up, we've been in talks with Miss Ivory Yarbrough about mm. in August doing a right. prophecy seminar. For those of you who don't know that missed the show where she was on or you've missed Unified when she was on, you can always catch her in May on Unified. She has the gift of prophecy and you call her a prophetess, I guess. Boy, does she. And she <laughs> is going, she kind of mentioned something. We were out eating during Armor of God conference on that Saturday, I believe, for lunch. And we was out with our families and her and Tasha. And we just went to eat. And she she mentioned something about, you know, you, sometimes because people don't understand prophecy and training people to understand prophecy better. And I said, well, you know what? That's a great idea. Why don't you lead that seminar? Because I wouldn't know where to start. And so she is checking her books, checking her calendar for that. And also she's checking to see um, about joining us at Cross Connection. So uh, we're going we're gonna to talk more about Cross Connection as it approaches. The next big thing you guys need to concern yourself with as far as conferences for us goes is Freedom Conference. And also, the other cool thing that we haven't mentioned yet about Freedom Conference is that at the end of the message, there is a 15-minute Q&A session. So if you have questions for the speaker or for any of us pastors that are there, it will give you the opportunity. We only do it for 15 minutes. At 15 minutes, we cut it off. But you can get your questions in the bucket, and we will answer them to the best of our knowledge right there on the spot during that 15-minute time period. Yeah, that's one of the things that I really liked about Freedom Conference because, well, in a way, it challenged me too because I'm up there and people are asking questions and it's making my head like, oh man, I've got to come up with an answer, you know, it kind of put me on the spot. But it was cool because, you know, it was almost like a training thing at, in a sense too because it was training me, you know, to be ready and in season and out of season and to be ready to answer those questions. But yeah, we just encourage you guys. It's it's going to be a great time and, you know, Freedom Conference is going to be awesome. It was awesome last year. There was word given prophetic word given last year that we're seeing begin to come to pass already this year so i'm excited to see what happens <laughs> this year at freedom conference because it's been it's been a crazy year trenton it's been kind of a wild year we've seen so many transitions and shifts and different things begin to take place that i'm just excited to see what's going to be coming up in the next few months with this conference and also i guess as the crowd grows in, later in years we might have to expand 15 minutes to 30 or whatever we need to get in there, but we do want to honor the speaker's time, but we let them know in advance so that they're prepared for that. So yes, come on out. You got questions, you want to experience freedom like you haven't experienced maybe spiritually yet, come on out to Freedom Conference. You're going to have that opportunity. I say it that way because it's up to you to make the choice to take the opportunity, but God's going to give you opportunities. 
to walk in spiritual freedom. And we are praying that you choose to do the right thing. The theme for Freedom Conference is taking the body of Christ to the next level, I believe. I believe I said that right for those of you checking it out out there. But you'll see more on that as the time grows closer. So we hope that you will make plans to join us. So today, guys, we are going to be talking about the resurrection. Actually, we're going to talk about the guard at the tomb first and a little bit of that. We're going to get into the resurrection today. It is uh, at at the time of recording this, we're getting ready to celebrate Resurrection Day. So happy Resurrection Day, I guess, for you guys, you know, last weekend because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this will be going up on Tuesday. But so we're just we're going to talk about it and hopefully this will give you guys a early week, you know, just just another taste of uh, uh, the resurrection and every, you know, just just another reminder of it throughout the week. So we're going to be starting in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 62 and we're going to wait, work our way into Matthew chapter 28. So if we're ready, we'll go ahead and we'll start. Verse 62, Matthew 27 says, The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we we remember how the impostor said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go Make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. What, what were they really scared of? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Something to understand when they're putting this seal on. And I think the Risen movie, I think we talked about this probably last year around this time. The Risen movie does a good job at portraying the seal on the tomb and uh, also you know, the whole search for the Messiah and actually, I'm going to be watching that here soon because I always like to watch it, especially around this time of year. We just watched The Passion last night after church. So we stayed up late watching The Passion, um, which was Good Friday. And I like watching Risen because it's like, you know, you don't think about that stuff. It's not in the mm-hmm. Bible. But you got to wonder because this guard, and we're going to get to why, you know, the whole purpose of that movie and how it falls in, not to aim everything at the movie, but how they're portraying and what scripture they're getting the idea for the movie from. But you got to think, you've got guards guarding a tomb. You've got the religious leaders scared to death something's going to happen. And so, and I don't know, man, I watched The Passion last. Let me just go ahead and throw this out there. And Caiaphas, you know, the high priest there, whenever the earthquake happened after he died and it cracked the temple in half, just the way Mel Gibson portrayed it in that movie, and it broke. You seen Caiaphas sitting there, this guy that was so tough before, breaking down in tears, looking scared to death, like, what did I just do? Who did we just kill? You know, he had his pride while Jesus was alive and he wanted him dead. And then at least they portrayed it in the movie that uh, maybe I should have gave this a second thought instead of uh, shooting him down so quickly as claiming he's a blasphemer. Maybe I should have gave him an opportunity to maybe show me, (laughs) tell me, talk. I don't know. But uh, I I found that interesting. And that's exactly what's going on here. I think he probably had some regrets after the earthquake. And that's all of the Bible. The earthquake, the storm, the things that happened, the, the... the sun goes dark. All that happened after Jesus died, and or even during it, there was a little bit of the storm happening. But right after he dies, when it got real, 
And you got to know there was religious leaders, at least in that crowd, thinking, what did we do? So, And, you, you know, I'd like to hear the part of the story that we don't get to hear. You know, we've talked about that numerous times in different areas of the Bible is what did the majority of these religious leaders think? What was going through their head? Like two or three days after this took place, what was going through their head? Like, did we mess up? Was this – I mean, how – What's the the odds of all of these things happening at the moment of his death? What are the odds of this taking place? And, you know, I mean, even to the point now where they're like, okay, well, we're afraid that his disciples are going to come and take away the body. So put all of these guards there. Well, there was only 12 disciples that, you know, if, I mean, there was other ones that followed him, but these were the main 12. So why do they need all these soldiers to guard a tomb? What, what are these people going to come at him with anyway? You know, his Jesus' disciples weren't soldiers. I mean, we know that a couple of them carried swords probably because we know Peter carried a sword because he cut the guy's ear off. You know, we talked about that. But what what were they so afraid of that they really felt like they needed to have all these armed guards standing there guarding something? I think they were scared. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they may have been scared that they were wrong. I don't mm -hmm. think they were just scared that the disciples were going to come take the body. I think that's just what they said to make them, I don't know if it was to make themselves feel better or to make themselves look like, you know, they were intelligent or what it was. But I think in the back of a lot of their minds, they were curious to see if he was going to come back in three days. Yep, I it, think that's what I think it was more a matter of. It was more of a matter of did we make a mistake? Well, let's place – it's kind of like preparing for the next thing they're going to tell the guard in the next chapter when we get to it after he raises from the dead the lie that they told them to spread about it. But, uh, of course, before we do that, we got the women coming to the tomb here real quick. But, I mean, that I think it had more to do with we could be wrong and we don't want you to know we're wrong. So we're going to let Make you need to set, yep. set up some guards so that when it happens, we can say, yeah, they you was asleep. They stole the body or whatever, you know. But, uh, so, yeah, there was a little bit of nervousness, I think. In their tone of voice. And, you know, too, that leads more to – it just shows that they cared more about their own pride than they did the actual truth. Mm -hmm. They cared more about their own money and their own uh, status in society than they did about the truth. And that's what always gets me is because I've always been somebody that I, I seek after the truth. If I say something wrong, I want to be corrected even though it's going to hurt or if I do something wrong. And, you know, I like to hang around people that are that way too that are seeking act after the actual truth. And these people, they could – it really seems this way, Trent, is they could care less if Jesus was the Messiah because they didn't want him to be. He wasn't going to be, and that's just how they seen it, and they didn't care. So they wanted him dead. That's the reason they, they did what they did, and now it's like I think they're afraid that they may have made a mistake, and they're curious. If nothing else, if they're not afraid, they're at the very least curious to see what's going to happen in three days, and boy, are they going to find out. <laughs> it says, now after the Sabbath, we're now in Matthew 28. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. And <laughs> they passed out, or they were frozen with fear, one of the two. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then 
Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Now you know that this was some excitement because they'd heard him probably talk about being rose from the dead. They're going to uh, put some scents and stuff around his body, try to make it smell good, you know, treat the tomb, you know, with the respect that they didn't get to before because he had died on their Sabbath, so they didn't want to, uh, they didn't want to be around the dead then. But you know, now, even if they were wondering for three days. Is he going to rise? I wonder if he's going to rise. I wonder. An angel shows up and tells them that he has written. Can you imagine the excitement that was in their mind at that point? You know, I as I'm looking through this, we know that when he died, there was a great earthquake, right? And then here again, it says, And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and rolled back the stone and sat on it. What is taking place in the spiritual realm that's causing the physical manifestations of earthquakes in the physical realm, in, in our, in the natural realm. It's like anytime something spiritual happens, like Jesus died, boom, great earthquake. Angel of the Lord's coming down to roll the stone away. Boom, great earthquake. I would just love to see what's taking place in the spiritual realm, like how powerful that is. I mean, demons are probably going every which direction they can go. <laughs> they can go right now. But, it, you know, it just says there was a great earthquake. And we know that things that happen in the spiritual, it's going to manifest some way in the natural. And that's mm. where the earthquake has come in. So it's just fascinating to me to know that how spiritual this was and to know what, what's really going on in the spirit realm. And I think what it is is that the greatest thing to ever take place, the greatest part of history, was, the, you know, the death of Christ and the resurrection of our Savior. And I think at that point, I think the spirit realm was just in complete and utter probably chaos and that manifested itself in our realm as great earthquakes and we're starting to see things similar to this type of stuff nowadays so there's things happening in the spiritual realm that are manifesting in the natural through natural disasters different things that's going on around the world and we see it all the time and this is probably no different now the other thing you wonder there is i guess this is reported this way see matthew reports it one way each of them report it just a little bit different. And that's a good news because that tells you that they're probably telling the truth because they're, they're all giving their own perspective on what they heard, what they saw at this point in time. Imagine, I wonder if the ladies felt the earthquake wherever they were at or if they were close enough to feel it or what was going on in their heads. When you see a guy that was like lightning, it says and his clothes white as snow. Anytime we see angels in the Bible, we see people trembling in fear. <laughs> so that makes you wonder. If, you know, Maybe some of you out there have seen an angel. I have not. At least manifesting like this to where I'm in, trembling in my boots. Sound but I, like I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something about them that would make you tremble. They're not what you see in the pretty little drawings. 
they are, you know, the some of them are warriors. You got archangels. You got, there's different types of them. And the Bible says even some of them have six wings. So you're looking at, I mean, this is stuff in the spirit that's manifesting in reality. And now all of a sudden he's showing up. First thing he says is the same thing we hear all the angels say. Do not be afraid. <laughs> Do not be afraid. And I've talked to people who said they've seen angels and Said some of them were like 14 foot tall. So that's like they're just a guess in their mind because they were huge. And can you imagine running into something like that? Nope. If they're that big, <laughs> they probably just rolled the stone <laughs> with their hand. They could probably just roll it out of the way. But, uh, I mean, the stuff we hear about that. But then them actually going in. He says, come on in and see where he was laying. And they went quick. And then he said, go quickly and tell the disciples. So by them seeing this, they're now going to be able to take that hope back to the disciples and then they meet jesus mm. right there on the road okay what verse are we on the greetings is jesus okay is yeah i got i wanted to talk about that guys there's humor in the bible there really is and here it is and behold jesus met them and said greetings and i like to think he probably walked up behind him greetings <laughs> <laughs> hey guys it's me you can just imagine every hair on her head, head probably stood up. But anyway, and they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Verse 10, then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. You know, can you imagine? I just, if you've ever sat back and tried to imagine what it would be like if say that your loved one that, you know, you loved him so much and they passed away. And three days later, I mean, you're feeling like you're never going to see him again. And they walk up to you and say, what's up? <laughs> Greetings. What would you do? You know, how would you feel? What would that moment look like for you to see your mom again or your dad or your best friend or whatever it is? How would that look? And how excited would you be? You'd be in complete and utter shock. You'd be in disbelief. You'd have joy. You'd have just about every single emotion running through you at that moment. And that's what I really think these guys felt. And yeah, they probably had some doubt running. We know Thomas, you know, was, we've talked about doubting Thomas before, you know, prove it to me. And I think that we're all like that a little bit. But they probably had every emotion possible running through their mind, trying to figure out what was going on. But here it is. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. We know that a lot of people saw Jesus during this time. And these were among the first people they got to see their friend, their savior, resurrected and alive. You know, and I think Paul is the one that says, he tells us over 500 people saw him when he was rose from the dead. So there's all the testimonies, there's the things that are happening. And you got, I mean, I can't even hardly imagine the excitement of the disciples as they're getting ready to hear the news. These women run in there. And, you know, of course, I think our, I think of our first reaction, what it might have been, Brett, would have been like, you know, okay, really? And we want to go see for ourselves. Well, he says, tell them to go to Galilee and they'll see me. I think I'd have been running. I wouldn't have been walking to Galilee. to go to Galilee. I'd have been darting. I'd have been going as quickly as I can to see where in Galilee am I going to see him. So, um, but, but then you get down to the deception to which a lot of people are still buying to this day. And it starts in verse 11. It says, While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. So they're telling them eyewitness testimony of what they saw take place. 
And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were sleeping. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now, the thing you need to understand here by the guard, there's a lot there that we can talk about. But one thing that stands out here is, first of all, the religious knuckleheads are paying them off. Second of all, they're paying them off with a little bit of a threat behind it because they're basically telling them, take this, say this, and if it gets to the governor, we'll satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. Because really at this point, as a Roman soldier, the best way I understand history, they could have died for what had mm-hmm. happened. The governor would could have had them killed because they... One, the seal was broken. They let this happen. They didn't do their job in his eyes, and they knew that. So the religious people are approaching them with this threat as well. Well, if you do this for us, then we'll do this for you and trying to keep it out of trouble. I mean, there's a lot here because they took the money. And I like the way Risen portrayed this. Because, you know, you find the soldier, the main soldier in the movie. You just have to watch the movie if you haven't. But Risen, he, the main soldier finds one of the soldiers that were at the tomb in a bar drinking. And he's about to go nuts because he's been holding this truth because he was paid money and he using that money to buy the drinks was the way I understood it, at least in that show. But what do you got, Brett? I was just sitting here thinking about these religious leaders and how it reminds me of today's church. You know, <laughs> we see, okay, we, we just got to be real for a little bit. We see the stories on the news of these corrupt churches that are getting caught in all kinds of stuff, scandals, uh, you know, money laundering and uh, sex with kids and all just different kinds of stuff like that. And as I'm reading this, look what they're doing. They're paying people to keep their mouths shut. There's mm-hmm. so many churches today that are getting caught in that same kind of stuff. And it just really made me think about that because they're trying to cover things up. It's not a new concept. For some reason, money makes a lot of things go away. But I'm telling you, you know, not not trying to get off topic, but we're we're entering into a time where money is not going to be everything. The truth is about to prevail. And that's really what has, is going to happen here is the truth prevailed even through their lives because 2,000 years later, we're sitting here talking about Jesus and talking about the conspiracy that they tried to come up with to stop the spread of the gospel, and it didn't work. So things will be revealed, things are being revealed, and things were revealed because 2,000 years later, here we are getting ready to talk about the real quick the Great Commission. And you think about it, does that sound like anything we're seeing in today's world, Brett? <laughs> yep. Getting paid off to, let's let's shut the church down. Let's not talk about mm-hmm. the gospel. And uh, yeah, that's really happening for those of you out there that were fooled and thought it wasn't. They're trying to pay it off. They're trying to write them off as conspiracy theorists. There's a lot of that going on right now. And people are being deceived by it. But guess what? Just like in the Bible in this story... The truth will be revealed. It will be unveiled. We looked at a scripture um, last night, which was Friday as of this recording, and we talked about there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and it is coming, and it is happening, and it's starting to happen fast. We're finding things like 
in the news that they were calling us conspiracy theorists for having it a couple of years ago. Now, all of a sudden, wait a minute. It's real. <laughs> yep. Huh. Well, what, gee? gee. <laughs> We've known about it for two years, guys. This is old news or however long. You know, there's a lot of them out there. But anyway, verse 16, though, he said, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. They're standing there looking at Jesus, and some doubted. That's a crazy thing when you think about it. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." Now, I did a series a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was during COVID, so it was 2020, called The Difference. And the thing I did in that series was I pulled out the stories from Scripture throughout the, all the Gospels of the people who saw Jesus, what were they thinking, and it was called The Difference because it was basically getting out what difference does it make if he resurrected. And you find out in all these disciples' lives throughout the Gospels, different stories that are brought in each Gospel you find people that it really made a difference in their life, and it's still true today. You know, the Great Commission has always been one of those things that I have always looked. I, you know, as a preacher, we've probably preached on it about a gajillion times, but it's one of those things that I've always looked back to because, to me, it's encouraging because it's very plain. The words are in red too. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The the word there is go. Go. And this was one of the messages that I preached over at a, <clears throat> the church that I was in before I joined Next Level Freedom Church. And it was just, to me, it was such a powerful message to me because there were so many words that were given during that time, prophetic words that I took upon myself. You know, I mean, they were given out to the church, but I took them for, for my own, I guess. I was being selfish. So I wanted them all. But, <laughs> but the word that kept coming up was go, go, go. There was coming a time when I was going to have to go, and there was things that I was going to have to do that was going to be hard, but there was things that were necessary. And that word go, it just means so much to me because, and it should mean a lot to you because it's your encouragement, it's your motivation. That's what that word really means there is to get out and to make disciples, to get out and do something for God, to stop sitting on the sidelines, to stop sitting around staring up into the sky as Jesus is taken up into the sky. It's go, get out there and start making disciples. Go, get out of your house and stop being scared of the air that might be out there that's going to get you. Go, go out there and reach those people that haven't been reached because they've been in fear too. Guys, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's why we can go is because of his power, because of his love, and because he'll give you a sound mind to be to able to go out there without fear. You can go and you can make a difference to all these nations. So, wow, mic drop. Mic drop, <laughs> end of the show. Uh, the, yeah, we're running out of time here to talk. We need to start wrapping up here. But I hope today's show was at least an encouragement to those of you out there because the resurrection is why we're here. If it wasn't for the resurrection, there would be no hope for us. Uh, so I hope that when you did your Easter celebration, if you call it Easter, I prefer to call it a Resurrection Sunday, but well, whatever you call it, I hope that you put the main thing, the main thing, which is Jesus raising from the dead. And 
not eggs and bunnies and everything else that we got going on during this holiday. It's all about Jesus and who he is and that he rose from the dead to give us a chance at life. That being said, make sure you're hitting us up. Wait.letstalk at gmail.com is the email. Or you can hit us up with the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode. Make sure you're hitting subscribe wherever you're checking this out at, whether it's the podcast, the Rumble, the YouTube platforms. Hit subscribe, hit share, and share this message with a friend. This is especially because this is a resurrection story of a Savior who came so that they could have life. That being said, I'm going to turn it over to Brett and say God bless. See you guys next week. All right, guys, remember to check us out on Facebook and Zap It. We greatly appreciate all that you guys do for us and your prayers and by sharing these things. And with that said, we thank you, Father, for the opportunity to once again come into your presence. And we just pray, Father God, uh, somebody will be touched, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the fun that we had and the word, Lord, that we learned. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.